Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Star Family Wisdom Podcast. I'm Jenna Layden, founder of Star Family Wisdom and a former Global Vice President for Whole Foods Market. Thanks so much for being with us today. Yes, thank you, everybody. We love it when you're here with us. I'm Sinead Willihan, and I'm the podcast co-host. And here on Star Family Wisdom, we are trying to bust your paradigms as often as possible by presenting you with some really wonderful information about um, what's happening at the forefront of human development on this earth at this time. And that involves not only understanding earth school, as we like to call it, and what our role is here as human beings in our development, both spiritually, cosmically, um, and consciousness consciously as well but also our intergalactic relations because we are not only of earth we are also a member we are members of outer space and as earth we are collectively a member of the intergalactic council that exists out there the intergalactic community that exists out there so this is a truth this is a reality this is something that we're not commonly aware of yet so jenna and i really want to bring this to you we want to say this is actually happening reality is not what you think it is is. And if you want to join in on the conversation, this is the place where you can get facts, practical advice, practical guidance, real information based in science, based in history, based in evidence, along with wonderful, inspiring ideas about how we, where we can go with our humanity. Yeah. And last year, Sinead and I met, so we haven't really known each other that long, but we quickly realized we were having experiences in our lives that were very parallel in some ways. And we had big experiences awakening to the reality of ETs, which ultimately led us here and led us to all of the information that we teach on Star Family Wisdom. And, and this episode is all about how ETs started to get in contact with Sinead. So <laughs> Sinead can um, talk a little bit about how wild and interesting this moment was in her life. And we're bringing on a special guest, Jenny Oster, who is a psychic who facilitated this connection sort of yes I mean so what happened was I had uh, my first experience with ETs in Peru in 2017 where I was invited into their UFO just very briefly and had a whole conversation with them was greeted by them and that was a whole thing and at the time they said to me you this is your invitation and I didn't really know what that meant. And then almost two years later to the day, had my enormous awakening that was in 2019, uh, after watching the Bob Lazar documentary that I'd never seen before, just completely blew my mind. And then two years after that, almost to the day, um, was in the summer of 2021. This is last year, August of 2021. I am at an event in Illinois called the Worldwide Metaphysical Tribe. And at the time I was assisting ufology researcher, Grant Cameron. I was doing interviews and research with him. So long story made short, I had this incredible experience in, uh, in public in broad daylight where I was the only one who witnessed this, but basically an ET appeared in front of me about 12 to 15 feet away and told me that it was going to give me an energy merge. And this was a, a huge experience that went on for several hours and was just incredible energy. Uh, that's a whole thing that I'm not going to go into deep explanation of right now. But um, then after all of that happened, later on that same night, so that C5 experience with where the ET showed up in front of me uh, happened during broad daylight at about three o'clock in the afternoon. Later on that night, we were doing a C5 at nighttime. Someone took a random photograph of me and there's a bright light bursting out of my chest and a little ET standing beside me. 
So this is the first time I've ever had a photograph like that taken of me before. I could not believe it. I saw the original that had been taken, you know, 60 seconds before by a woman I didn't even know. And uh, so I got her to send me, the, send me the photograph. A few days later, I'm back at home in Toronto. I'm about to tell two friends of mine who are in Illinois about what had happened. And my phone goes off, ding, just before I'm about to tell them. And it's a message from Jenny. And I only knew Jenny uh, just as a kind of fringe acquaintance. You know, I knew her through a mutual friend who was actually the woman who had created the event where it had this ET contact. Her name is Deb. So Deb had introduced me to Jenny by inviting me to come to this um, psychic circle. So I had met Jenny in the psychic circle, but it wasn't a conversation. I didn't talk to her at all. She didn't get to know me. I didn't get to know her. We never texted each other, no messages, no emails, nothing. Just saw her in the psychic circle. And bing, my phone goes off on this day. And it's a message from Jenny with a message from the ETs. <laughs> and I just could not believe it. I mean, I could not believe it. And so I wrote back to her. She, at the end of the message, said something like, so I don't really know, you know what you're going to make of this, but I, I just know I got this message and it's for you. I, here you go. That was basically it. And I wrote back to her and said, this is extraordinary. You have no idea how timely and how specific this message is and how much it matches what just happened to me. And so I told her about that. And she and I have now had this ongoing dialogue ever since August talking about um, how for her ETs are starting to come through. You know, they're starting to poke around the shoulder a little bit more often as a psychic. And she didn't really know what to make of that either, which I found kind of hilarious. And I thought, oh, well, she's a psychic. She's going to know exactly what to do. But she really didn't. She was used to people's grandparents coming through, not aliens, you know. <laughs> so right. this is a little, little different if that, yeah, if you've, only, if you've been taught that like mediumship and psychic things really just happen with spirits or ancestors, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're not, you don't think extraterrestrials are going to come through. And she certainly didn't think that. So in this interview with Jenny, we're talking about her and her life experience as a psychic, what that's like for her. She has a wonderful, grounded, humorous, practical approach. She's a little bit of a, well, she says she's a lot of a skeptic. And so she has a nice kind of balanced approach to her own experiences. And it was, it's been really fun getting to know her better, you know, and learning from her. She's a wonderful uh, mentor as well when it comes to psychic development, but also helping her because she's, she's saying to me, Sinead, I'm really like, I'm not used to this. This feels totally different when these messages come through. They feel otherworldly and intergalactic. You know, this is not something I'm used to receiving and I don't always know how to deliver these messages. So she talks about that a bit in the interview as well. She's quite a character. I love well, I think it's I think, I think it's also kind of funny too, to hear from a psychic about them being worried about what people are going to think, right? Like, is this so crazy and woo-woo, right? That this is happening now. And, and I just find that funny, right? That she was already used to this whole world. And, and here we are having this conversation about, is it weird to talk to ETs? And <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like relevant too, for the audience to know that our experiences while we both started connecting with ETs around the same time, it happened differently for both of us. So Sinead started by having visual experiences. I started by having auditory experiences or messages delivered that I would hear. And, and it took me a long time to know where those messages were coming from. So similar to someone like Jenny, where it's like all of a sudden you have someone knocking on the door, you know, 
phoning you. <laughs> it's like, where's this coming from? And so it was fun to talk about that with her and to talk about, you know, what that process is like opening up to that. Yeah, including, as you've said, for her, you know, I was really struck by that, too, because I just made this assumption that she would just be used to anything weird and she would know kind of how to handle it. But the more I get to know people in this field, I find out everyone has that human part of them. That's kind of like, what the heck is going on? I don't really fully understand how to digest this information. So she has some concern about how to present herself with authenticity, you know, with someone who has integrity uh, as a psychic, because it's really important to her that she has that grounded authenticity when she comes through for people in a psychic role, in her role as a psychic, when she's getting people sessions. Um, but she wants to be seen as, you know, being approachable, as someone that people can go to and talk to. And she, she was wondering if saying, you know, making it public that she communicates with ETs, if that would put people off. And maybe it would. Maybe Welcome it would. to the club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Welcome to the club. I mean, we're full. We're fully in it. We we almost have no choice at this point, right? We're just like, okay, we're going along with it. But even though Jenny, it's a seasoned psychic, has been doing this for a long time, she's having her own process of discovering this communication and what that's like. It's it's a great conversation, and she's so funny. I love her. Yeah. It was a, it was a good one. And I, you know, I'd heard about this from Sinead a while back and knew, knew about this moment, but to be able to hear about it from Jenny and to hear the two of them talk about it together was such a fun process. So I think y'all will find it fun as well, that this is something we're all opening to and something that is happening to more and more people out there. And don't be surprised if you go to a psychic and maybe a star family member or an ET has a message for you. That seems to be happening more now. <laughs> yes. And actually on that lovely note, I was talking with an incredible psychic, Marla Freeze, yesterday, and she gave me a description of UFO that I've never heard before, unidentified family of origin. Oh my goodness. I love it. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing. Because Star Family Wisdom, the reason it's called Star Family Wisdom is because we believe that many of the ETs who are in contact with us are extended family, our relatives, either physically from our ancient past or at a soul level, that we have these soul bonds with these beings we've known in other lives. That's true for us. And so it's, it's our intention to to help bring that vibe to this conversation that we're not separate. We're actually one big family. We just have to remember that. Yes. 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 We have to remember our origins, our actual origins, and just be open to learning about them. You know, you don't have to dive headfirst into this topic if it does feel too weird to you, but, you know, be curious, be open-minded, have a listen. And as always, tell us what you think. We really, really love to hear from you. Like and subscribe and share with your friends and family and come back for more um, be part of our community. We really love having you here. And we'll see you on the other side. Enjoy this episode with Jenny. See you soon. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Star Family Wisdom. This is Sinead Willihan chatting with you today and Jenna as well with our, uh, well, with my lovely friend, Jenny Oster. Jenny is a psychic and she and I have a very interesting um, meet cute, I guess, if you're from the 1950s, you'll know what that means. I don't know why that just came out of my mouth, but we have a very interesting connection story, um, which is what a meet cute is, where we had kind of bizarre circumstances involving extraterrestrials uh, that brought us together. So that's what we're here to talk about today, as well as Jenny's experience of being a psychic 
and her experience of being a psychic who's suddenly channeling ETs and what that's like for her. It's kind of an unusual, fun topic today. So um, yeah, Jenny, thank you so much for being here. We've really been looking forward to this. And um, I personally have been looking forward to introducing you and your wonderful personality and sense of humor to our audience. So thank you for being here today. Absolutely. Excited to be here for sure. Yeah, thanks for being on the show, Jenny. It's not every day we get to talk about how ETs and psychic and all sorts of other phenomena come today. It is, I am so sorry. I need to pause for a second. That just <laughs> got so jumbled. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jenny, thank you for being on this show. It's so good to meet you. And I've heard all about your story with Sinead and how uh, your psychic abilities and psychic journey led to ET connection, which is not a super common experience. So we're super excited to talk about it. Absolutely. Yep. There's a lot of interesting things happening <laughs> whenever we open ourselves up. So you never know what's going to show up for sure. Very true, especially if you're somebody extra sensitive like yourself. So I thought what we could start with before I dive headfirst into the story of how we got to know each other is, can you just give the audience uh, a sense of your origin story? That's something Jenna and I like to do, just so people have a sense of where this all started for you, and they can kind of ground themselves in, in that context before we leap into a, a whole uh, narrative. So how old were you when you first started having experiences that were in any way unusual? And what was that like for you? Like, how did you start on this path? Um, well, I was really interested in it as an early age, actually, because my dad um, had a near-death experience, um, I guess when I was probably about two, that I didn't know about. And later, as he got older, he wanted to dive more into it and find out what happened and more about it. And so he was starting to do a lot of reading. And because I'm an avid reader, I was at like 10 and 12 picking up books about Edgar Cayce and all these <clears throat> really um, kind of metaphysical things. Um, so I started reading about it and was super interested in it. And as a teenager, I would get what they would call, I would call it the nervous stomachache when something was gonna happen. Um, so I wasn't really having premonitions or anything, but I was just, you know, I could tell something was going to happen, but I didn't know how to channel it. And then um, I had taken a bunch of classes, gone to a couple different places and tried to, to hone my skills. And um, really nothing was happening. I was just kind of hanging out there doing tons and tons of research and reading and trying to figure out how it works. And then one day I decided um, I was going to work on abundance for the new year. And I got a meetup that day that was for, um, you know, getting abundance in your life. And I thought, perfect. So I looked up the place that was having it. And the class for abundance was going to be on a Thursday. And this was a Wednesday. And the class for Wednesday at the location was how to develop your intuition. And then when I looked up where it was, it was literally half a block from my house. And so I was like, oh, I should probably go to this. Um, so I started going and just started um, taking these classes um, at a place in Lombard, Illinois called the Gathering Lighthouse. And they were just really big. I'm like, hey, let's just try this. Try playing with it. See what happens. What's the worst that can happen? And the more I played with it, it's kind of like a muscle. The more you use it, the better your, your skills develop. 
And so I just started playing with it. And at first I was, we were doing like blind readings where you would just kind of pick a name out of a hat, not look at it and kind of try to figure out anything that came to you. So I was just like writing like a shopping list, you know, like green sky, jean jacket, rainbows, like whatever was coming to my mind. And then when I would go to read it for the person, I'd be like, listen, I'm sorry, this is rubbish. This doesn't make any sense. It's garbage, whatever. And so I would read the message to them and then they'd be like, oh my God, I saw the coolest green sky on the way home. And I was wearing this jean jacket that I haven't worn in a year. Like all this stuff was hitting. And so the more that this happened, I started thinking, huh. And so I kind of got to the idea where like, okay, universe, if you want me to do this, I want to get like verifiable information. I don't want like airy fairy, you know, kind of like all the catchphrases a lot of people in the metaphysical world use. Mm -hmm. And the universe was kind of like, here, hold my beer. You want verifiable information? You're going to get verifiable information. <laughs> and so I kind of just ran with it. So okay. I, I started so doing it. Can I ask you to, I just want to pause you for one second because... Sure. Before you continue, you were talking earlier about how you get this nervous feeling before something was going to happen. You have this sense before something would happen. So what was it that happened? First of all, you didn't say what you were experiencing back then. And then how does that compare to what you're about to talk about? Can you just say that super quick? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I would get the nervous stomach ache, but it was like totally trivial things. Like oh. we'd okay. be chasing boys and be like, are we going to see these guys we like tonight? And then my stomach would hurt. And I'd be like, oh, we're definitely going to see him. <laughs> Okay. My stomach didn't hurt. We weren't going to see him tonight. You know, like driving around looking for guys. That's literally what I was using my energy for. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's hormones talking. Um, but sure. yeah, you know, now I use it for doing readings for people and kind of um, acting like an operator between the universe. So, you know, I'm just the middleman giving information that comes to me and then I try to decipher it the best I can. And also then usually they get homework. Like, you know, here's a, a task you have to do. You want to, you know, figure out what you're here to do. Um, here's some information on how to figure it out for yourself. Because it really is about me. Not, it's just not about me telling you information. That, that doesn't really help you grow. Mm -hmm. It's here's some information and here's what you do to go to the next step. So... I love that. I think that's super important. You know, I think there are so many times where, you know, we want the quick fix, you know, we just want, we want, we want to go see someone to solve our problems <laughs> and right. tell us all the answers. And I, I love, I love that you take that approach to really guide people, you know, towards the work that they need to do for themselves as well. And I'm curious how you, um, how you like discern, like where information is coming from. Like, are you, picking up on this from spirits or beings who are on the other side of the veil? Or are you picking up just kind of psychically, you know, from the other person's mind or energy field? Does it come from kind of all of those places? Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I would say that um, it's not really so much psychically. I mean, I'm not really picking up on what's in their mind because, I mean, maybe I am, but even that would be a feat that's amazing, right? Like just people think, okay, oh, you're just reading her mind. Can you read somebody's mind? I mean, imagine the, the technical aspects that have to go into that. Um, but it's more about, um, 
I kind of describe it as um, a rainbow analogy. So we all exist like in the color red. And I don't mean that literally, although sometimes that seems to be the case. And then when we die, everybody goes to orange. That's just how I understand it. So it doesn't matter if you were good or bad or whatever, you're going to go to orange. Um, and then there's yellow, and that might be people, beings that would be like what we would consider like ascended masters or higher vibrational. It's all vibration. But then there's green, blue, purple, you know, whatever the other colors you could think of. And so all I'm doing is I'm going up into those other colors and getting information and bringing it back down. I like that explanation. So, That's like a really nice, like easy way to think of it. Yeah. Right. So it's not, so, I mean, so most people, like if I'm literally connecting with somebody and I'll be like, this feels like a grandmother figure, then I know I'm kind of in the orange, right? Because grandma's going to be in that spot. But when I start getting um, a different, sometimes it'll be like guides or that kind of information. Those are different color. I mean, I don't really make the, the distinction. I can just be like, okay, you have a guide here. Okay, your grandma's here. Um, okay, this seems weird, but it's going to be somebody that's kind of like in a blue purple zone. They're way higher than us. I don't know where they're from. So you got a special visitor. <laughs> it happens more often than not sometimes. It depends on the person. But yeah, I mean, I don't really, I'm not really huge on trying to figure out who it is sometimes because I've, I also have the belief system that I only want information to come through that's for my or your or the person I'm reading for's soul's highest or greatest good. And I've put that out to the universe one time because the universe understands everything. You, you know, we don't have to keep repeating it. I don't believe we have to do mantras or um, rituals to protect ourselves. It's kind of like, this is out there. I only allow that. Nothing else can come in. And once that rule is set, then we just go forward. And then I know that whoever's coming through is for my soul or their soul's greatest good. I like that. Yeah. Just giving the universe a rule once, and then that's the rule forevermore. I do that with my tarot readings. A long time ago, I said, you know what? We're not, we don't read reverse anymore. I'm not reading reversals universe. This is the deal. I'm only reading it this way. And ever since it's felt just supernatural to do it that way. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we have free will, right? So we get to, I'm the boss of me. I get to make the rules. So I don't need to worry about dealing with anything fearful because I've already told Everybody knows that's not allowed. So <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And I really appreciate Jenny, how grounded you are in your approach. Like that's a big reason why we wanted to have you come on because you're so matter of fact about it. Right. And we want to make topics like this more accessible to people. So when, when we have someone like you who speaks about it so matter of factly, that's really endearing, I think, to the average person who hasn't heard a psychic tell what their experience is like before. So that's that's a really valuable quality. That, you know, it, it's important to not just share knowledge, right, but to make sure it can actually land. So I feel like when I talk to you about, you know, you, you're very supportive. Like you're always giving me advice about how I can tune into my own intuition and my psychic abilities better. And you've been encouraging me to do automatic writing, which is one of the messages I've gotten from them and I haven't been active enough on it. 
but uh, you know, you're very supportive and you're very grounded. And I really love how that translates, not just for me, but for, I'm assuming for Jenna and for everybody else who's gonna hear you as well. So we're about to go from a kind of grounded level to way up high, right? I think this is a good time probably for us to dive into the story. And then we can also meander through other aspects of your experience too after that. But uh, it is such a big part of why we wanted to have you here. So, so basically, you know, I'll give the, the background. The background is that for two years, I was the assistant for Grant Cameron, who is very well known ufology, ufologist, researcher, interviewer on YouTube, um, doing research and interviews with him. And uh, that was a, a situation where the universe was like, you're gonna meet this person and you're just gonna do this. And you just have to say yes. Jenna and I were talking earlier today about how important it is to just say yes to things sometimes when the universe is knocking on your door, even if you have no idea what's on the other side, you just got to do it. So started working with Grant Cameron and ended up doing various things, one of which was assisting him on the one and only trip that we did together, which was going to um, Illinois, where you live, Jenny. No, I'm in Wisconsin. Thank you very much. You're in Wisconsin. I'm sorry. Okay. So to Illinois, where our mutual friend Deb Frew lives. And Deb Frew runs an annual event called the Worldwide Metaphysical Tribe. And I was going to be assisting Grant, who's he, he was the keynote speaker that year. So long story short, uh, it's day three of this event. And I'm sitting in an outdoor space, a covered outdoor space that is right beside a BNB that was hosting all of us. And there's a garden all the way around us, covered outdoor space. And I'm watching a CE5 presentation that was supposed to be for two hours between two o'clock and four o'clock. That's important. I'll tell you why. And uh, CE5 is a way of doing ET contact. I'm just going to leave it at that for now. But it's a group situation, you meditate, you reach out to ETs, uh, extraterrestrials in a particular way. And so I had a, a good friend of mine, Kimberly Porth, and uh, a guy that she was doing this presentation with, who's also a leader in CE5, they were doing this presentation. So I'm sitting there at two o'clock in the front row, there's maybe 50 people behind me, broad daylight in public, and I'm looking this way, I'm looking sort of over to my right because that's where they are, right? That's where they're doing the presentation. I have no reason to look in front of me. There's just a very tall evergreen hedge about 12 to 15 feet away, but about three o'clock. And I have this very predominant pattern of threes in my life when it comes to unusual experiences. Right around three o'clock, I felt this pull to look at the hedge and long story meet short, this extraterrestrial materialized in front of me, directly in front of me, um, in, but in front of the hedge, 12 to 15 feet away and proceeded to give me this enormous, what it said was in my, in my mind, it told me this is an energy merge. So then had this massive energy merge experience that went on for hours and later that night, uh, someone in a C5 circle that we did a few hours later took a photograph of me and there's a, a reptilian looking being in the photograph and there's a very small ET standing right beside me and this light is bursting out of my chest and I've had this photo this photograph uh, analyzed by someone who works for Getty Images, particular, you know, professional photographer, they cannot figure out how that happened and they were basically saying you must have done something to this picture and I'm saying no, no didn't do anything. This is the original. So that was an extremely unusual, intense day. And then I fly back to Toronto a couple of days after that. 
And a few days after that, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm about to tell Deb Frew, who's the organizer of the event where this happened, on Zoom. Okay, so I'm on my couch in Toronto. Deb is in Illinois. We have another mutual friend in Illinois on Zoom. And I'm just literally about to tell them what had happened. And but da ding my phone goes off. I get distracted, look at my phone, and it's a text from Jenny. So Jenny, this is where you come into the picture. We had not known each other. We had known each other. No, no. We had met. On uh, Gathering Lighthouse in a circle. Right. right. But, but we'd never had a direct interaction. We'd no, never no. messaged each other. We right. didn't know anything about each other. We'd never had contact except for that one. I think it was just the one time. And, uh, and then you're like, yeah, hi. So sorry about this, but <laughs> I've got this unusual message to give you. So I could not believe it. Do you want to, do you want to take it from there, Jenny? What was it like to feel that message come in? Cause it was just so bizarre. Right. Well, I mean, occasionally I get messages. I, I mean, I'm not a fan of like psychics who just go up to people, random strangers and be like, Hey, you know, your grandmother's around and she wants to give you a message. I just, for me, there's a lot of integrity and there has to be consent. So I don't read people without their consent because there's, there just has to be that level of integrity because of where I work and how I work. Um, but occasionally out of the blue, I'll get like a, hey, write this down. You got a message for somebody. And then I can share it. And it's, if, you know, if they want it, they want it. If they, if they don't want it, they have the option to say no. Um, and I didn't know that you were, I knew that you went to the event mm -hmm. um, because I think we had taught, because that's how you knew Deb. And it was on like a, a Zoom, one of our Wednesday night classes and we are developing intuition or whatever. So I think we had kind of met that way. Um, but I didn't know that you were tied in with Grant, that whole UFO community. I wasn't sure what your connection was. Um, so I was at work and I got this message like, hey, write this message out for Sinead. And I was like, mm, okay, I'm, I don't really know Sinead. I don't know what she's into. I don't know how open she is going to, you know, to this stuff, but you seemed interested when we had the Wednesday night class. So I figured, eh, she either thinks I'm crazy or, or she doesn't, but whatever. Um, so I just wrote this message down and it was like, oh, this is um, weird. <laughs> this is uh, definitely higher frequency. This sounds like I'm going to phrase it in a way that doesn't sound super ET-ish in case she's totally not into that and maybe just thinks whatever. Um, but I kind of couched it with some like phrases that, that you know, I always try to, I, I do want to appear to be very grounded because I think I am. And I'm also a huge skeptic. Like half the time when I see people talking, I'll be like, oh, they're out of their league or they're not, you know, genuine or whatever. So I'm a super skeptic even to some of the information I get myself sometimes until it's verified. So I kind of just wrote this message down and was like, all right, well, type, 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 send. And then I just thought like, well, hope for the best. <laughs> Either she's going to think that's weird or she'll be really interested and want to discuss it. So I kind of just ran with it and it resonated with you apparently. So what was the message? What was the message? Can you, can you spill the beans on the message? Yes, I literally, I just pulled it up for exactly that reason. So I've got it here in my Facebook Messenger. So this is on August 26th, 2021. So this is, this is, oh my God. 
I think it's three days after I got home. Anyway, uh, that's just another three. But anyway, so hi, just felt compelled to reach out to you today. This is Jenny's message. Here's some information that's supposed to be shared with you. And then it's a quotation. Allow yourself to get out of your human mind and your human way of thinking and allow higher source, higher vibrations to permeate your being, which was literally what had just happened. Like, that's what the energy merge was essentially about. And I, I think that's why I found it so overwhelming. Um, it was a very intense physical experience. You continue, this is Jenny's message again, you continue to try to incorporate your mind with events and experiences that may be outside your understanding at this time. We wish to make fuller contact with you so that you can continue the work your soul has been assigned to do in this lifetime. This is a reminder to get back in alignment with your purpose. We are excited to continue our collaboration and form the results that follow. And then underneath that, she says, she types shrugs. Seems like random info to me, but the message is definitely for you. If you've been looking for a sign, here it is. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> I just couldn't <laughs> believe it. I mean, it was just so totally validating of what had just happened. And I'm not going to go into all the details, but it validated my experience. It validated communication I had from the being. I just had never had anything like this happen before in my life. And then I contacted you, Jenny. <laughs> I said, Jenny, this is in capital letters bonkers. And then just wrote to you about what had happened. But I was asking you what it had felt like when that message came through. And you said that it felt interstellar or otherworldly or something. And I was wondering if you could describe that a little bit. Like, what is that like in contrast to the typical reading, you said usually, what I mean by typical is you said that usually you get, you know, people's grandmothers or loved ones who have passed over. So that's a certain feeling, right? And then this is a different feeling. Can you talk a little bit about what that's like, the contrast? Um, yeah, I mean, part of it is the language feels different, like when I'm writing it. So I'm a very visual person. So um, most of the time when I'm doing readings, it's kind of like playing mental charades. I'm not actually seeing a dead person in front of me because I actually um, chose, I don't want that, right? I don't want to see your dead grandma in my house. Uh, <laughs> so it's more like seeing a memory in my mind's eye and it plays out. And then um, occasionally I'll write stuff down. And when I write stuff down, it's an automatic writing thing. So I'm not editing it. Um, sometimes I'm trying to write as fast as I can, as fast as the information comes in. But they'll be like, I will occasionally like try to put a word down and, and I kind of get the idea like, nope, not that word, specifically this word. So there's definitely a intention with words that is different as opposed to this very visual playing charades, deciphering symbols and images. When I do some of the writing, it's very um, distinct. It's very... Um, there's, I don't have a lot of thought into it. It's literally words coming out. Sometimes I don't even know where this is going. So it starts out with like a, a couple of thoughts and sentences. And then I'm kind of like, well, where is this going? And it kind of just expands from there. So in this case, it was just kind of like, as soon as I thought, I thought, oh, this feels very higher vibrationally. So again, on that color scheme, this was feeling very blue, very purple, like it's kind of just an internal way of feeling the um, 
the way the frequencies feel, the way the energy feels. It just feels like, you know, I kind of give the analogy sometimes that I'm like a tube TV, but I have the ability and the electronics adapted to get like the, you know, 4K HD 1080p signal. But sometimes my brain gets a little bit fried trying to decipher that because it has to go into this oldie tiny TV. So that's how I can kind of tell is when things feel higher frequency, they just feel like the words are clear and it's very specific and very like, hey, so this is happening. And it's just, there are always nudges, you know, again, because I believe we have free will, they're always kind of made as like suggestions, like, hey, you should write this down. <laughs> as opposed to when things are very ego-based, when it's like, write this down now. Uh, when it's very um, subtle, it's more like, you know, if it wouldn't be too much, we'd like to bother you a little bit to write a little message for somebody and maybe just, you know, send it off to her and see what happens. So it was very much that feeling of just like, you should write this down, send it. And again, I didn't know that you were involved with anything, you know, extraterrestrial. So I was like, well, it's not like your normal grandma message. It's kind of like, hey, <laughs> Jenny, was this something here? Yeah. Was this the first time that's happened for you? Have you ever experienced ETs coming through that way? This was the first time, right? Um, no, I had had a couple other things. I mean, sometimes when I write um, messages, and I haven't looked at them lately, but I was trying to do like messages on a regular basis, more like automatic writing. And sometimes it would, when I do like a group message, so if I would do a message for like, hey, whoever reads this, this is the group message. A lot of those feel like, and even when they get signatures, because I'll be like, okay, who's this from? It's like some, they don't really use names. So they kind of come up with like some general idea of who it is. And it's some wacky group name that I'd be like, I don't even know what that means. Like I literally have to Google up words afterwards. Um, and I do recall a specific incident where at one of our Wednesday night classes, we usually sit in circle and we had an extra chair that like we, we thought more people were coming and then there just happened to be an empty chair. And so then at the end of the night, we were kind of joking like, oh, well, somebody, you know, was in the empty chair. And I just got the idea that like somebody was in the empty chair and they were very large and they were very blue. And I was like, ah, so I kind of told the group like, well, this is weird, but, and you know, so it was kind of just like a impression, but they don't come through that often. So, um, or I just don't pay attention if they do. I mean, maybe they come through more messages and I just kind of write it off as like spirits because a lot of it's like a group message kind of thing. You yeah, know? yeah. Is there like a type of theme or like a type of situation where they seem to show up more? Like, have you noticed any patterns like that? No, unless it has something to do with, um, I guess the only thing I would call it on is if they have, uh, they want to get across a point of this is what you came here to do, kind of like a collaboration point. Like Sinead's message where it was like, like time, time to get to work. <laughs> I didn't even remember what I wrote, so that was interesting to hear again, so. Yeah, there was another one you sent me. I, I, I would have to go back and search again through my messages, but there were two, and then I think 
it was between those two when you were reaching out and saying, hey, can we talk about like, you you found you realized that I was familiar with the whole extraterrestrial thing. And then you were like, hey, can we talk about this? Because I don't really know how I feel about ETs coming into my life. And I would love, yeah, yeah, please talk about that. Like, I really love to hear about that. Because it's, you know, I was, I was so surprised to hear you say that. I just sort of realized that I had made this assumption that because you were a psychic and you're used to unusual stuff that you would just let it all in. And you were like, no, 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 no. There are boundaries. And then you gave me, you know, what your rules are. But please talk about that because that was an interesting thing for me to hear about. And then we had a couple chats about it along the way where you were asking me questions and I'm asking you questions about what it's like to be psychic. And that was just very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I had a thing. So I moved up here to Wisconsin. It'll be four years in October. And um, when I first moved up, I was staying with my folks house, which is um, a couple houses away. And I've been coming up here my whole life. We had a, um, a house that was a weekend home and then my parents retired up here. So familiar with the, like, this is the property, the area I love. There's probably, I'm sure that there's past life things tied to this place, which is why I'm back here. Um, but I remember after I moved in one night, I had the thought in my head, like, hey, do you want to see a UFO? Because it's super dark here, right? There's like, I'm in a rural area. And my thought was, I, absolutely not. No, I do not want to see a UFO. Because my, my kind of thinking at the time, which I, I vacillate, but is kind of like, once you see that, you really can't unsee that. Oh yeah, there's no going back once right. <laughs> once you've made contact. Right, reality definitely slips. So um, I was like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing partially because Jenna and I would immediately be like, yes. Well, <laughs> not 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 early on in my journey. Like I was kind of like you, Jenny, initially. Like I had fear around the UFO stuff and ET stuff. I was curious. You know, I've always been curious and like fascinated, like surely we're not alone, you know, like that would be ridiculous. But, but I was also kind of fearful of like, well, what is it? Like, what is out there? You know? So it took me a while to get to the point where I was like excited about it at first. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Right. Yeah. I mean, definitely like very interested again, when I'm doing readings and stuff like that, because I have that intention that nothing can be, you know, no malintent. Yeah. Everybody honors that. Right. So when they, they asked, do you want to see it? And I was like, absolutely not. And so I went to bed that night and I had a dream that I was walking in the yard and I looked up and the size of my city block was covered. I mean, not city block because they're rural, but was covered with like the giant black triangle thing. And I literally looked up and was like, damn it (laughs) they snuck in (laughs) if you don't want to see it in real life how about we just slip it in a dream and then you know and I woke up and I was like I told you no annoyed by that um and I've had that happen a couple times too like hey do you want to see something or I talk about this story so like I'm talking about it now and then like tonight I'll have the dream like hey you're outside look what you see kind of thing so I think that they might be kind of testing some waters, but um, yeah, I mean, like I said, doing a reading feels different because it's very, I'm very much in control of the situation. Um, And that kind of like, hey, do you want to see this? I was like, no, I'm good, good. 
I think they really are testing though. I mean, they're testing a lot of waters right now. Yeah, I think they are like just, you know, pushing a little towards the boundary, you know, for some people just to see if like the openness comes and to see, you know, like where people go with like, I think that's what happened with me for sure. You know, it was like, okay, let's push her just a little farther. Let's push her just a little farther. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like I said, I'm fine with the conversations um, and the information and you know, kind of how that stuff works. But again, seeing it with human eyes, as opposed to, you know, there's psychic Jenny and there's human Jenny. So uh, I like to keep them separate. So when you try to merge the two, I'm like, "Mm, we didn't agree to that. So (laughs) what would that mean to you? Like if they did merge into one psychic Jenny and regular Jenny, why would that not be a good thing for you? It's not that it's not a good thing. It's that for my psychic work, I keep it very separate. So I always say it's like a radio that I have playing in the background. Like it's on, I don't pay attention to it because I'm here being human. I have to do human things and that's a distraction. And then when I do a reading, I, now I turn it, I focus and tune into that. Um, But like to have that kind of interaction, it's very hard to keep that separation like I really try to stay grounded because I really want every the work that I do to seem and appear to be ethical and very grounded because I think that that's very effective for people who get the readings um and I don't want to be somebody who seems like they're off the deep end (laughs) because then I think your your message loses value um not to everybody to some people it really might improve the the quality. Um, But, you know, I just don't know that I'm 100% on board with merging. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you with merging. (laughs) You want to keep two separate organizations running smoothly. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, that that does make a lot of sense to me. I hadn't quite thought of it that way. I guess because Jenna, you and I, you know, this is our whole life, what we're doing. <laughs> our yeah. work, our personal lives are pretty much the yeah. same right now. I mean, not the same, but very, very overlapped for sure. Yeah, they are. Although, you know, I was talking with someone the other day about how I like, I like to keep one foot in the world of spirit, you know, in that world, but then one foot here. Cause like, like you said, Jenny, like we're here, we're doing the human thing. We've got stuff to do, you know, in our day and, and, and loved ones to interact with and all that. And so, so yeah, it's like, I like to think of it as, yeah, just having a foot in both worlds and you just kind of teeter back and forth, depending on, you know, right, what's absolutely. going on. Absolutely. Right. I definitely, I mean, part of my, my belief in my integrity is that I am really grounded and I am really skeptical. Um, so I don't want to be somebody who's just, I, I want proof and I need verifiable proof in all aspects. So I just, until everything can come together to keep that really positive so that people are like, oh, you know, it's funny because I don't tell everybody what I do. Um, in the, in the normal world, you know, in the muggle world of, of going to work and being human. Um, people, though, when they eventually, if they know me and then they find out, one, they're not usually very phased, and two, because they already know me and they know that I'm somebody with integrity, um, that, well, she's honest about everything else and she seems normal, so why would this be any different? Like, and I, I want that, right, I know. <laughs> I want to continue to maintain that level of 
integrity with people so that it seems like, well, you know, she's serious about what she does when she's working or, you know, living her very human life. Mm -hmm. um, so why would this be any different? And then that really helps with readings because then people really honor where you're coming from. It makes a lot of sense. And it kind of reminds me of what you said a little while ago about being, you know, a medium in more than one sense where you're bridging, you're bridging two worlds, right? And so right. that makes sense that you want to keep, you, you want to create that bridge as well. You know, uh, it is important to have those distinctions. Like they're not completely separate. For example, regular Jenny and psychic Jenny, you know, they're not totally separate, existing completely independently of each other. There's a bridge between the two through which information can pass. But yeah, it is it is pretty challenging to try to balance uh, so-called regular, you know, 3D life with all these other things that we know are real and we live within. That's something that Jenna and I and, you know, other spiritual friends of mine, I think you and I, oh, of course, yeah, Jenny, you and I just texted about that the other day, annoying human emotions or something <laughs> like that. Right. You know, um, yeah, it, it can be, it, it's like an ongoing practice, isn't it? Just trying to continuously find balance between the two. And honestly, talking with you, Jenny, about the ET stuff, like the messages that have come through and um, your experiences of what that has been like, and then how that's evolving for you over time, you're starting to feel more comfortable with having contact with them from what I could understand from our last conversation, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that's really great because, um, I, you know, I feel like we're living in this incredibly pivotal time on earth where ETs are doing a lot, as Jenna was just saying a couple of minutes ago, they're doing a lot to reach out to earth and a lot to reach out to people. And more people seem to be tuning in to the fact that, hey, hang on a second, this isn't just stories, you know, this is, this is real. At Star Family Wisdom, we're experiencers of ET contact. That's right, we're in communication with ET beings we know as our star family. We've had lives in advanced civilizations, and we're here to be a bridge between the galactic community and you. And the galactic community can't wait to meet you. That's why we created the Meet the Star Races course. In this course, I teach you about the star races who are in contact with Earth right now. How do I know who the star races are? Well, my star family guided me to the information they want you to have. Just like all of the other information here at Star Family Wisdom, we bring you the wisdom and guidance that our ET friends want you to know. You'll learn about our true ancient history, why the ETs have been here on Earth, and what we can learn from our ET brothers and sisters. The star races are part of our history and they're part of our future. Join the galactic community today with our Meet the Star Races course and use the code GALACTIC at checkout to get 50% off. If ETs keep coming to you and are asking you to pass on messages as part of this effort to make the world, or at least North America, aware of their presence, would you want to be part of that? Is something you would be comfortable with? Um, I mean, I guess it's probably something I signed up for, right? Like, you know, I, I do have a, you know, an idea of like soul contracts and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have shown up in my life if I hadn't agreed to allow that to happen in the first place. 
because obviously it doesn't happen for everybody that does psychic readings or they don't or they tune it out or they don't you know dismiss it um it's definitely something you kind of have to go into with baby steps right because i don't again i i don't want to come off as like some whack job yeah that's suddenly <laughs> talking to ets because there's a community for that that will instantly embrace you um, but again, you know, I really also I'm a Gemini, so I have my two sides. Me um, too. We're, we're Gemini twins. <laughs> so I definitely, you know, like to stay grounded because I think the problem is a lot of people can really dive off deep ends and then it's really hard to get them back. Mm. And then they start believing everything and everybody that's out there and taking everybody as this guru who knows all these things. Yeah, down all these wormholes, and it really kind of messes with their human experience. Absolutely, I'm right there with you, Jenny. I think like Sinead and I talk a lot about discernment, you know, because I think right as we get into this sort of you know part of our reality and open more, we have to be more and more and more discerning, right, about where that information is coming from and who's delivering it and. Um, I'm right there with you. You know, when I first started having some of these experiences too, and started realizing I'm supposed to do something with this, it scared the heck out of me because I didn't want to be perceived as a person who all of a sudden was just, had just lost their mind, you know? So it, it took me years of research and like really feeling grounded in my understanding of physics and my understanding of, um, you know, all of the, the very well done scientific and academic research on, you know, these topics to even feel comfortable validating the experiences I started to have. And um, I have to tell you, as Sinead was saying, was asking that question, about ETs being more present in your life and how you would feel about that, I just got this huge rush of energy and it did not stop until you started talking. And um, I can tell you from my experience that, you know, when I'm in contact with them, like I feel huge rushes of energy and I like, I can feel them, you know, like tuning in tonight <laughs> with us. And uh, I'm sure you can too. And Sinead, but yeah, like, I think there's no coincidence here that the, the three of us are together and, you know, Jen, Jenny and I haven't met before and Jenny, you know, my background was in corporate America. I was a leader of hundreds, thousands of people, you know, in the corporate world and, and very much like you was always dedicated to showing up with integrity, showing up in a very grounded way in a very logical, balanced way and all the things we were processing and making decisions about. And, and so, you know, as I decided to step into this work, it was with that same mindset and with, with just the hope, you know, and, and, yeah, I guess just the hope that people would see that that's who I had been and know that, you know, I'm coming from a good place and that I'm just, I'm sharing what has been true for me and what I've learned about what's possible. And, and that, you know, I got from a place of being pretty fearful about it, you know, when it first started to now, you know, being obviously here with you having this conversation and, you know, embracing it to the point where I want to bring it to the world, you know, with Sinead and, and, and I, I just, I know how that feels and that, 
is a big thing to go through, you know, to, to acknowledge it and welcome it, but also to have those right boundaries in place so that you, you aren't going off the deep end and, and that you're not seen as this, you know, wacky person. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny that we're talking too, because today, um, I have a friend and, and I'm trying to get her to practice her intuition more. And so she has this tarot set um, that's a non-traditional um, deck. And it's all, most of the color, most of the pictures are black and white and then they have pops of color. And it's very nature-based. I, I don't know who the author is right now. Um, but so we, I have her pick like two cards, one for her, one for me. And she gets what she's getting for the cards for each of us. And then I, you know, basically do readings for each of us. And so today I kind of set the, I don't usually, but I was like, let's ask a question and then pull the, you pull the cards and send them to me. So my question today was like something along the lines of, you know, like, what do I need to look into or to be aware of um, regarding this conversation this evening? Because I thought that's a good topic to see what shows up. And the card she pulled for me was the three of wands, mm -hmm. but the wands in this particular um, deck look like sticks, like branches, and they were kind of in a triangle shape, oh. and they were wrapped, and then there were like black lines, like linear lines behind it, but where it was open, like the opening was like all these colors of the rainbow in it. And so I kind of did this whole thing of like, oh, I see that there's, you know, a connection here between three people. And we're kind of pulling the veil back and looking, you know, to see what's behind there. And while we like to think everything is black and white and very linear, you see that when you pull the, the veil behind you, how amazing things are behind it. So it's kind of that whole connection on how, I was like, oh, I, I see what you're doing here, universe. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'm definitely interested in it. And again, I kind of come from very like, you know, if you want me to do this, then just we'll keep going along this path and see what shows up. And yeah. and again, like I said, it's really important for me to keep integrity and keep very level-headed and keep very like, can I prove this? Can I do research on this? Give me some stuff that I shouldn't know, um, and which happens a lot, you know, even during regular readings. It's like, if I need this to be verifiable. So if I don't know the person sitting in front of me and I perfectly describe their grandparents to them, and I should have no way of knowing that. Yeah. To me, that's like, yep, okay, here's your information. Here's your proof that you're connecting to something that's bigger, you know, some kind of web that is, we're all connected to. Yeah, I think, you know, we're again kind of talking about balance, right? Participating in that while also, because I can relate to you both um, in terms of basically saying yes and going oh my god okay I'm going to do this you know but because it is a choice we might come into this life with certain gifts and abilities all three of us have that but lots of people come in with gifts and abilities and never nurture them don't pay attention to them dismiss them ignore them so it is a choice Jenny you were mentioning free will right like, I, I do think that both exist that we make an agreement to come in and live a certain kind of life for certain kind of reasons or you know we volunteer to be on earth or whatever it is but we also have free will within that and so I really was thinking about that a lot around the same time uh, that my journey really began as well because I had this just absolutely crazy series of, of synchronicities um, five years ago or well four years ago and then that led me to having a huge awakening in the summer of 2019 
two months later, I met Grant Cameron by accidentally sitting at exactly the same table as him for dinner, which was not an accident whatsoever, because then we started talking and then he invited me to be his assistant. And here I was as a public school educator, right? Working with children, pretty much, you know, you could say as a representative of the government, as a representative definitely of the school board of the city, you know, of the Ministry of Education. And I was thinking, oh my God, how am I gonna say yes to this opportunity that I know I have to say yes to that would involve having my face on YouTube Right. And, and never in a million years, I can't emphasize this enough, did I ever think I would be on YouTube for any reason. So similar to the two of you, it was like, OK, like you're holding your nose, you're jumping in and there's still this degree of balance. You still have to make sure you're not totally swept away with that and you can keep your feet on the ground, because otherwise, why are we here on Earth? Why are we here? You know, we have to be able to deliver information in a grounded way. And again, Jenny, that is really, um, for me personally, probably the biggest reason alongside your psychic talent that I wanted to have you on, because that's very much what Jenna and I are about, is how we want to address things on Star Family Wisdom, is presenting ideas, information, but with science, with facts, with a grounded approach, with an attitude of discernment, because it's so important in order to help other people understand that this so-called wacky stuff is real and isn't scary. And we do have control and we do have free will and all those things. So where do you stand with that yourself in terms of, um, you know, you were talking earlier about how you don't tell everyone that you're a psychic, right? You, you choose who you tell, or maybe you keep it only within Gathering Lighthouse. I'm not sure. But how do you find balance with that in terms of, having your regular life, your job, keeping your privacy, paying your bills, but also wanting to be accessible enough that you can be of service to people who may need you. Could they still have to bump into you and find you, however, right? So how do you, how do you balance that? I mean, I've gotten better with it as far as letting it leak, you know, into the other. Um, because uh, a lot of my psychic stuff um, that I, if I'm not doing it in public, as far as forums or, you know, classes or that kind of thing, um, a lot of it's on Facebook as a separate Facebook page. Um, but occasionally then I share it on my regular page. And I kind of got to the idea where like, again, people know me. Um, if they don't know that about me, surprise, <laughs> you know, like, um, I, I think the best part is when people know you and your integrity to begin with, um, then I, I honestly, I haven't had any bad repercussions yet. Um, but I think it's just that people are like, oh, that's weird, but whatever. She's, I, I guess I'm not surprised. She's always been into weird stuff, so it doesn't really phase anybody. Um, and it's just, at some point, I kind of just let it leak over and, and see what happens. And, Okay. That's kind of how I started last year. You know, I, I got to a point where I realized, well, you know, if, if I'm being called to do this work, I've got to, I've got to put some of it out there in the world, you know, and I've got to reveal my true self. Right. And so I just kind of started to, to let some of that trickle out. I'm sure there are some people at Whole Foods that are like, oh my gosh, what has happened to her? <laughs> but I've also been so proud of everyone like just genuinely, sincerely touched and grateful at how people are more open than I think, you know, we 
we think they're going to be, you know, I was fearful that people were just going to shun me and judge me. And that's not been the case. People have been curious. They've been asking questions, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm always surprised that when I talk to people that I would think like, oh, they don't know what I'm talking about. And then I'll be like, oh, I'll mention a TV show or something like kind of super crazy, you know, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I watched that. I'm like, do you? (laughs) I see where we're going yeah Um, yeah and it's and I think most people when you talk to them they've had some sort of experience that they can't explain or um you know they've they've had feelings when somebody's passed away or I think it's a very human thing that we've been told to disregard you know that it's it's just coincidence it's just something that happens um because I think we've been, you know, really disconnected from that spot, that, that side of us. I think the problem is that a lot of it, they try to base it on science, but I don't think science is caught up to what we're dealing with, right? You know, some the aspect, level of science. Aspects have, some aspects of physics have, but yeah, science in general, no, you have to really dig for it. That's for, that's true. Yeah. And, and even the aspects of physics that have kind of caught up, they they're only in the um, hypothesis stage, right? Like they haven't been able to prove it yet. Yeah. They can't. And so it's a lot of those things that they're just talking about. It's, it's something that could happen. It's a theory, but they haven't caught up with. So I'm trying to make it like, this is normal. Like everybody has psychic ability, literally everybody. But again, it's like this muscle. If you don't use it, it, it atrophies. And it, you quiet it down and you shut it down and it just stops working, but it's still there and you can restart at any time, but you have to constantly put it out there, test it, put it out there, test it. And the more you kind of play with it, it just kind of blossoms from that. So I think that there's a lot of people out there that are really interested in stuff. I think a lot of stuff is coming forward. Um, that, you know, even TV shows that used to be kind of off the wall that people wouldn't watch suddenly everybody's watching it or they know somebody that's watching it and they just haven't watched it yet. So mm-hmm. now knowing, <laughs> now knowing what I know, it's like, it makes all those old shows like Star Trek and X-Files and all of that makes sense. I'm like, okay, yeah, all that's pretty much real. <laughs> I know. I was just watching some old X-Files stuff and I was like, huh, oh, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. <laughs> gotcha. It's true. I mean, I mean, well, we're talking about how to make this information accessible to people, right? I mean, media is certainly a fantastic way of doing that. And I, I sort of wonder if there's a bit of that going on, because I've noticed that there's a trend in these really cool, exciting, inspiring, kind of magical sci-fi TV shows and films, as opposed to the usual dominant narrative of extraterrestrials are scary and dangerous and evil, and they're coming to get us, and they want to take over planet Earth, right? It does seem to be sort of shifting, and that's kind of interesting. I mean, I do see a new trend. It's mostly to do with maybe exploring space, you know, and and encountering little characters that are like extraterrestrials in a kind of fun way, like Guardians of the Galaxy, but it still is more positive messaging. And that is definitely a way to reach the so-called masses who, um, this is a bit of an overused phrase, but are not necessarily awake, right? Like haven't maybe become aware yet of 
what's really going on on a number of levels in our reality because our reality isn't quite what we think that it is so the three of us know that mm -hmm. our job clearly is to put that out there but then to be able to do that successfully you do have to have this balance and jenny i totally hear you about wanting to be seen as having integrity and authenticity jen and i talk about that a lot and and you know the optics are important we don't like to i don't like to acknowledge that you know but it's true the optics are important because you want to make yourself accessible. You want people to feel like they can approach you and ask questions. You don't want to be having, you know, 65 different hair colors and wearing a dress made out of balloons. You know, mm -hmm. this is a, a terrible example, but you get my, what I'm saying. So yeah, it is really hard to keep balance. And you've been doing this for a long time now, right? How long have you been doing this for? I mean, like I said, I was kind of diving into it more in my teenage years. And then um, taking classes a lot here and there, trying different meditation classes. And uh, I, I went to a place in Chicago that would do like a weekly thing and trying to took some classes with that lady, just trying to learn how to develop it, meaning my abilities, my psychic abilities. But those things weren't really resonating. And I think sometimes it's because you have to get through some of your life situations, right? Like you you still have a life to live, we're still human. Um, to be in a good place where it's like, and now you can do this. So I mean, doing it professionally, I did not even been, probably about 10 years, um, but dabbling in it, literally reading about it, researching it, getting my hands on everything I could possibly read since I was like 10. You know, so wow. trying to get every angle of what fits for me, at, but there was just never really the right, like nobody told you how to do it. And it turns out that we do it all the time. We just don't realize we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. When was the first time the ETs came through? How long ago was that? Maybe five years ago. Okay. That's super interesting. I ask because as you know, I'm, you know, connecting more with people out there in this community and people who are, you know, awakening. It seems like a lot of people had experiences about five years ago, like the yeah. 2016, 2017, 2018-ish time frame. Like there's been there, like there was a big activation that seems seems to have occurred. This is not scientific research. It's just my observation. <laughs> Right. I mean, I know that too, like when I first started doing readings, one of the things that would happen when I would go into class is I would cry every reading, wow. like, but not because I was sad, not because I was, the message was sad or upsetting. I finally figured out that it was really like my brain, right? This tube TV was kind of like overloading on high frequency, like high vibrational. And I literally could not process the energy. Um, and it took a, almost a year for me to like get through a reading and not be sobbing by the end. I mean, I would be like barely able to get the words out and they weren't even sad words. I'm like, listen, this isn't even a sad reading. There's nothing <laughs> sad about this at all. And it's not like super happy and it's not like super lovey. There's literally no reason for me to be sobbing right now. Um, but then I think it, again, it was like this, you had to build up a tolerance to it. You had like physically, I had to build up a tolerance to being able to connect with those higher frequencies. And then once I did, um, now, it, I mean, 
now if I get teary-eyed during a reading, it's literally because like if it's a loved one and their emotion is so strong and I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the emotion that they're trying to share, right? Like that, it's like, oh my God, they love you so much, right? Um, but otherwise it's just like, blah, 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 like just having a telephone call or, you know, I kind of try to say like when I'm doing readings too, um, if I do like an hour reading, the first half hour, whether I know you or not, you don't get to talk. Um, I tell you to come to the reading with a question, like if you could ask the universe anything, come with your question. But the first half hour, I'm going to tell you what the universe wants you to know, because it's like this phone call connection. I'm the operator, you know, oldie timey making the connection. This is what they want you to know. So of course, most people want to know love life, job, house, car, you know, very human things. And the universe you know, this is kind of why I set it up this way is like, well, that, that stuff's not necessarily important right now. I have 30 minutes and this is what we want to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. And then the second half of the reading, I'll be like, okay, well, what was your question? And literally like 99% of the time they're like, oh, well, you already answered it in the first half. And I was like, hmm. it's like the universe knew what you were going to say, right? So <laughs> universe is smart. <laughs> they already to you. They knew what you wanted, and that's why we get this information. But it's interesting because then there have been a few times when somebody wants to know something like about a, a personal relationship or where it's going or that kind of stuff, and I'll be like, okay, you know, we can dive into that. But then I'm really like, you know, but that first half was really what you need to learn right now. Like, don't worry about if if you should continue calling him or you know those kind of things very human things. Sometimes yeah. they're like, this not Yeah, just put the phone down. Don't text him. <laughs> wow. And then do you have clients that, um, you know, what, what is it like if you have a client who comes to you over time again and again and again? Like, what do you see in them in terms of their development? You know, you're mentioning just now the really truly uh, important, precious stuff that they need to know, right? So if they're coming to you regularly, they're going to get more and more and more of that. They must be changed by that kind of information. Yes, but I don't let them come that often. Okay. Meaning, um, if they, if they, when I do repeat customers or repeat clients, um, they have to usually go about six months in between a reading. And I say that because almost every reading you get homework. Like the universe is like, and I don't know what it's going to be. I don't remember the reading half the time. Like when, when you just read that reading back to me, I was like, I have no idea what I told you. I had, you know, I didn't look it up. Um, so they get homework and then they have to do it. And so much like when you and I recently talked and I was like, so how's that automatic writing going? Oh yeah, it's not, yeah. No. <laughs> and I just had that with a similar friend that I had done a reading for her like six months ago and she was supposed to be doing some writing stuff. And the night before she came over, I was taking a bath. And while I'm laying in the tub, they're like, yeah, ask her about that, how her automatic writing is going. Like, ha, 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 it's not. And so when she came over and we were talking, I was like, so how's that automatic writing going? And I'm like, and she's like, it's not. I'm like, yeah, I know it's not. You're supposed to be doing this. So it's kind of like you don't get new lessons until you actually do the homework for the old lesson. Mm. And a lot of people because they aren't aware of what their lessons are supposed to be, don't really buckle down and do it. And then they want a different reading in six months. And it's like. Got it. 
you know, so I don't keep track of your readings. I don't have the capacity or the desire to memorize everybody's readings, um, nor is it my information, right? I'm literally just the messenger, so I don't want to retain it. Um, but it's funny because usually when I go to do a, a somebody that I've read for before, suddenly as soon as I sit down with them, I have like all this like, oh, I remember what we talked about. Did you do that? Oh, you didn't? Oh, hmm. And then you're wondering why, you know, why things haven't changed or so occasionally people that actually do follow instructions and actually do the homework. And then it's like, oh, and then they have completely new questions, right? Because they're in a different place. They're experiencing different things. Um, but, you know, the everybody on the other side, and by the other side, I mean all those other colors, because we have free will, they can't just jump in and take control of the situation. They still have to wait for you to do the work to get up so that they can take you to the next step. Um, you know, that's why I see a lot of... Um, readings when I'm working with somebody's guides and the guides will switch out because they've fulfilled their role that they were in there for. And now somebody new gets to step in and take you to another place. So it's a lot of that that's happening. And then there's a lot of, oh, you're still in the same situation you were in six months ago. Oh, shocker. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, you didn't do any of the work. Yeah, and, it's partnership. And those patterns keep still repeating, huh? That's mm -hmm. weird. Um, it, yeah, it's a partnership, right? It's definitely a partnership. We have to do yeah. our part. We have to take responsibility and do the work. So let me ask you this. You know, you've been you've been doing this for a very long time, as you said, you know, in your own way, exploring and investigating and researching and learning since age 10. And then you've been reading people for a long time. So if you were going to tell people how best to stay in alignment with the universe... If you were going to give everybody listening homework right now, what would it be? That's such a good question. Yeah, right? Good one. Um, I guess my main thing would be for them to find a community where they can practice tuning into themselves. Because we can do a lot with meditation, guided meditations, things on our own. But... Until I found a community where I was able to practice with like-minded people who were open to it and just as excited about it as you are, that's how you kind of turn up the volume on your next level of where you're going. Because now all of a sudden you're doing it, it's becoming a habit, it's becoming a pattern for you. And that's what's making that muscle strengthen. Um, and it's really hard. You might have to try, like, I had to try several different places, different classes, till I found, you know, my tribe, the ones who, like, resonated with me and got me and got my sense of humor and weren't offended by my sarcasm. <laughs> um, and that took a while to find. But once it did, it was, it blossomed. And so I think it's really important for people to get out there and, like, start talking to people, find a community. Like, literally, I think, while I love being able to, to touch base with people online, I think almost for this kind of work, it's so important to be like in person if possible. Mm. Um, because you read the energy different. You pick up on people different. You're already gathering information just by being in the same room as these people. And that's 
harder to do virtually. Um, so I'm, I'm actually looking to possibly start a class uh, with a friend of mine too up here because we want to do that, like to get more people again, to get these circles going where you're meeting these people, getting out there, having them be okay with it, having them learn that like you're not crazy. I mean, you might be crazy. There's a lot of crazy out there, but you also might be really able to tap into stuff. And as long as you can manage to keep yourself grounded, then this information makes so much more sense. It's so much easier. It flows. You trust. You just know. You have all those that information available. And then you get this verifiable information that, like, I can't dismiss it because it's not just the, oh, you know, you're going to have a lovely life and all this airy fairy stuff. I want, like, concrete. Give me stuff that I can't, you know have something show up that I just told them was going to show up and there's no way it can show up unless, yeah. how can I know that? Yeah, you know, how that's what people want. Like that's yeah. what people want. Yeah, I love that. And I love, I love what you said about how our experiences aren't crazy. Our sacred geometry instructor, Nadi Hana, likes to say that your experiences aren't crazy. They are extraordinary. We just haven't had the language, you know, to, to articulate and explain what they are. <laughs> Right. I mean, there's a lot of people out there in the community. Um, I shouldn't say a lot. There are people out there in our community who are not grounded first and yeah. foremost. Yeah. And then they try to incorporate these practices in. And the information, you know, our human minds are still filtering information. The, my language is filtering it. My experiences are filtering it. And I have to be in a good place so that my filters are as clean as possible. Um, and there are people out there that are using this work to try to overcome stuff that should have been cleaned out in a human filter way, you know, through therapy or whatever, you know, kind of thing you need to do. And, and instead the message becomes really bogged down because the filter is messy, you know, it's like a vehicle. Um, and so then they, they're getting information, but then you know, they're only, it's coming in, but when it gets in, it kind of gets stuck twisted before it gets sent back out. And then it, you know, that's when I'm watching some people sometimes and I'm like, oh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. We need clear energy fields, clear minds to be able to do that sort of work. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you know, God knows I am not perfect in any way. I am not enlightened at all. You know, I've got a trucker mouth and I am blunt and honest um, and not a good person half the time, I think, but sometimes I am. So, you know, a lot of those things, that's who I am. And that's, that's how information gets filtered through. Um, but for the most part, I'm pretty well grounded. So I at least know that like, if I'm getting information, at least for other people, especially, it's pretty level. And it's like, this is what we want you to learn. This is what you're here for. This is what you need to work on get this stuff through before you can go to the next stage kind of thing. And I think that's important. Yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. I mean, again, you know, with the authenticity, like Jenna and I, I keep saying Jenna and I, but we, we talk about on the podcast quite a lot, all of these things, you know, how we're not perfect. We're learning too. We make, we make mistakes as well, you know, and part of having discernment is owning up to your own imperfection because if you can't recognize and, and see and work with your own imperfection, you can't really recognize it in other people and 
that's sometimes not so great because what if you need to see that in someone so that you can avoid them, right? Without giving them all your power and believing whatever they may be saying to you. But there are, I mean, fortunately, there are lots of really um, grounded people in the, in the community as well. And oh, absolutely. But that's yeah. just something that, because we're living in a time, I think, where in our society and culture, um, image has never been more important, right? Visuals and image and the presentation of things as opposed to how they actually are. So something like Instagram is really great for that. I'm saying that in a sarcastic way. So, you know, I think it is more important than ever in some ways to be authentic and grounded and to say, you know, I'm not perfect, I'm learning too. And so on that note, Jenny, I just wanna say thank you for being here and for helping us learn from you because I really love how you talk about being a psychic and I really love um, how, you know, for you, it's also something that's new over time. You know, you've got this new ET communication thing that's growing. You have other ways in which you're growing. So to leave our audience with how they can find you in case they love you, like we do and want to reach out, how can they find you? Where can they go? Um, right now, I just, because I'm not a huge social media fan per se, um, I do have a Facebook page. It's under the Mystic Sisters. Okay. Um, and it's a picture of me and I have a friend, Amanda, and we do tag team readings together. So we are the Mystic Sisters. And um, so I use that page to post um, our events. Um, you can message me on there. I do try to post at least once a week, sometimes more, sometimes less um, messages that I do get in that either are for me personally, that then after I read them, I think like, oh, others might benefit from this. Or again, I get these ideas like, hey, you should write a message today. Hey, why don't you look through your pictures? And I'll just look through, I mean, I take a lot of photographs um, and I'll play with them and manipulate them or make them artsy. And then I don't know why I pick a picture, like it'll just resonate with me and then I'll start writing something. And I'm like, well, how does this picture go with this? And then at the end, it all like lines up and makes this perfect little story and this picture matches. I was like, Oh, <laughs> what you did there. So you can always go through and look through the post too and see if anything resonates with you. Or sometimes it's like what seems to be going on in like a, an energetic way or a global way, that kind of thing. And um, I, I know I posted in some other groups that I'm in. Occasionally I'll cross post stuff. And it's interesting when I will get something that just seems random to me, but I'll be like, I'll share it. And then five, six people are like, oh my God, I had the same experience or, oh, I just saw this too. Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe you posted this picture. Cause I was just thinking about, you know, I love it. I'm amazed every single time something like that happens. Mm -hmm. It always, I'm still surprised of how amazing the universe is when it all works together. Every time. No Me kidding. too. I think that is such a good note to end on too, because <laughs> like the three of us coming together is an experience of that, right? Like the universe aligning us to peel back the veil a bit for people. And um, I'm just so grateful to have met you, Jenny. And I'm, I'm excited to get a reading from you at some point. I'll, I need to know, I need to know if there are any messages I've been missing that they haven't gotten through to me. <laughs> so we'll, we'll set something up. You know, we don't listen half the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they started uh, started talking through my cat not long ago when I was a little, you know, closed off, wasn't wasn't tuning in as much. That's a different story, but <laughs> I figured out what was going on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll just, 
you might miss the message, but the message still keeps coming through in other ways until either you get it or they pound it into your head. And right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Jenny. This has been so fun. And I hope for our audience, everyone is inspired and excited about learning more about your purpose here and the lessons that you have to learn. I think this is a really good reminder for everyone that we have lessons. We're here to learn, we're here to grow. And it's it's not just all about, you know, the up here stuff, right? And making contact. It is about living the human experience and learning and growing through that. And we can integrate all of this in a way that makes that human experience even better for us all. So thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks so much, Jenny. And thanks to everybody for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe, share with your friends. We love having you around. So don't forget to write comments and questions and uh, we will see you soon on the other side. We'll see you next time. Thanks everyone for being here.